You're listening to Titan Internet Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the library basement of California State University Fullerton. Chipotle check, check, Chimichanga, Tabasco from Chipotle. The views and opinions expressed in this program don't express the views of Titan Radio, Titan Communications, CSUF, or any of its affiliates. I mean, you can say what you want, be yourself, but just don't be it. Titan Radio would like to thank Golden Voice for its continuous support. Check out goldenvoice.com for a full list of events. If you're interested in sponsorship opportunities for Titan Radio, contact titanradio-gm at fullerton.edu or call 657-278-5505. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan One, two, three, four. Brownie points is on the air. And no, you can't see Ariba's hair. And he's Filipino. And no, she's not Hispanic. So tune in now to Brownie points. Brownie points. Hey, everybody. It's Ariba. And it's Annie. And welcome back to... Brownie points. points. So today we're going to be talking about a little bit more of a sensitive topic. Um, we thought that like with the King election and the general like space that's like currently going on right now, um, this would just be an important topic to talk about. We believe that pretty essential, especially like during the time right now to talk about like things that make us uncomfortable because like it just, there's so much like a lot of like racial injustices and inequalities that are going on right now that like it's a crazy time um for women of color and so we're just going to talk about how like how things are for us in our experiences right now for sure yeah um, just just what it's like being a woman of color right now and having to go through um racial injustice see other black and brown people going through racial injustice and like you know kind of just uh, living through constant inequity but um yeah so first we kind of wanted to we wanted to like make sure that the today's episode is uh outlined well and we were doing it justice because there is just so much to talk about so first we wanted to talk about um the importance of education and how important it is to educate yourself within these things to kickstart a very constructive opinion and um i believe in what i believe in due to the the reading that I do and then the the creators that I follow and the classes that I take and the major that I'm in um, because 
like I, I I believe in what I believe in because of all of these things. I'm a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. I consider myself like left wing, like a liberal. Um, you know, I, I understand that there is systematic racism and, and I have understood these things due to the blatant facts that are given to us. You know, if you search for them, they're there and you don't even have to do much searching. There is just so much injustice really in our faces and, you know, cracking open one book really really displays all of that I feel the same way I do um I feel like also like once you start like like social media if we're gonna like just talk about like content like receiving this content right now in this day and age it's like social media you like a couple like posts here and there and like literally the algorithm will just start changing your feed to be more towards like you know your alignment and things so I just feel like it's a lot easier to like even get this information once you like just get the ball rolling. For sure. I told like I 100% like it's not hard to be educated, especially right now. Like I think what's crazy too is what's important to understand in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. It's been a thing since 2016. It started in 2016. Um, it gained a lot of traction then and then it lulled down for a little bit and then it lulled back up when unfortunately George Floyd died and um, the way that social media went up in arms is really kind of unheard of and um, in this the like, publicity yeah. that it got sorry the publicity that it got was just like insane yeah it was just literally just like in your face like everyone's feet I mean just I don't know if it was just me but like I just assumed that it was like everywhere that it was just like constant you know for sure, one hundred percent. Like it's like always, it was always in your face, and for good reason, right? Like, yeah. I guess what Andy and I are trying to get at is that it's this is 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 it's not hard to learn these things these days, and if you don't know about these things, you you kind of you, you might be avoiding them inherently. Like it's not and that even- in itself though is like privilege, the privilege to be so like so now it's like that's the privilege of like you don't have to worry about it because it's not your life. It's not your daily life, you know? For sure. I mean, like, you know, Annie and I were talking earlier before we started recording that um, it's just, it's just interesting. Like, you know, we have to live through these things. Like we don't get the choice to learn or not learn. You have to learn. Otherwise it's not even about learning inherently more than it is that, that like Annie and I live through these things and Annie and I aren't black and we'll never know what it's like to be black. Um, but we're women of color that experience injustices as well, and 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 also just seeing other people of color experience injustices is disgusting, and it's you know, yeah, it's- and like our peers, it's it's extremely hard to just be like, wow, like that those are these are like the people that I'm surrounded by. It's just like, is no one else like noticing any of this? Like, what's happening? One hundred percent. Like, it's like, how can you? how do you not care? How do you just not care? And I, and, and it's just an interesting thing for me because education maybe 20 years ago was different, right? Like 20 years ago, like you had to open up a physical book. You had to go to class. The library. The library. You had to open up a, a, a freaking encyclopedia. But now, now education is at your freaking fingertips. Now, like you, like they do education at home, at home. It's on, like, to say what Corona could do for us, like technologically and like, like, like social media wise, is like 
this is a new, I feel like we're headed into a new just like era of like connection or like either connection or disconnection. You could really go either way. 100%. And I think, you know, you bring up a good point in the sense where I, I inherently think it's connection because we are able, like this movement, like the Black Lives Matter movement has just spanned the entire nation and even the entire world. Like yeah, literally other countries participating in like protest for us. For us and, 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 you know, for the black community. And it's, yeah. it, and it's just crazy. Cause like, again, like this education is at your fingertips. You open, like Annie said earlier, like it was when, when George Floyd died, his unfortunate death, we were, it was there. Like it was all we had to see, like, you know, like all information, like all the information on, on social media for a week was about like the injustices black lives matter and and a week is not enough time but no but it started a movement on social media of of accounts popping up everywhere trying to educate their followers and and their friends and their peers and their you know everyone and it's just just so interesting to see that like come up in arms like this i honestly think that it had the time to get its momentum because of covid because everyone was literally just halted at home. So it was just like, you had no excuse. There was no work to be at during this, For you sure. know? Unless you were essential, which wasn't a whole lot of people, you know? 100%. And it's like, how are you gonna, I don't know, for me and, and even for Annie, like, it's like, how are you just, you, you can't avoid this anymore. And like, there are some things Annie and I also talked about this earlier, like, it's not a political movement. Like, for us to want Black lives to matter, this is a morality thing. This is a human thing. This isn't a political movement. And education is super important, like we've been saying. Um, but so is the concept of morality. And so is the concept of humanity. And, and you don't have to be friends with a Black person to understand that there is injustices that Black people are experiencing. Like, And then I think... It's crazy that people have, like, that can't grasp that, that struggle to get there. And it's just, like, they just can't put themselves in those shoes, you For know? Sure. And, and it's, like, super important during this time to, like, you know, um, just, like, educate yourself. Because not a lot of countries have the privilege to even, like, protest about anything and educate themselves and, like, be activists, you know? Like... In the Philippines right now, if you're an activist, you're a terrorist. Like, that in itself is, like, we have the ability to. A lot of people don't. So it's, like, where is, like, why not take advantage of that? Of the fact that, like, if we really do something, we can make a difference. Because some, some countries just have to lay down. Like, that's it. That is their reality. And, like, it's, like, a whole, like, systemic thing, too. So, like, I don't know. Like, if I just... I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that, like, if people could continue to, like, educate themselves, that we can come to a point where it's, like, you know, everyone's just, like, yeah, what the fuck? You know? For sure. I mean, I mean, the more you learn about these, like, casual, like, it, I think I've always been passionate about these things for as long as I could remember, and I mean, well, let me track backtrack probably since I was like in high school like a freshman in high school I've always been passionate about things like this and then when the Black Lives Matter movement gained traction like even more even more passionate about things like this when the 2016 election happened even more passionate about things like this um 
it's just so interesting to me, like, as I've been, you know, educating myself more, like, as the passion has grown, the education has grown, for me to learn such casual injustice that takes place, such casual um, day-to-day problems that we just kind of, as a society, graze past, like, such such insane, small, systematic infrastructure problems that we just don't even, we don't even realize sometimes. And like, you know, I, I talk about like, how what's so interesting is, is like, like redlining, like redlining, yeah. like redlining is crazy. Yeah. And it's still like a thing. And I feel like at, at one point too, it's like, we're kind of desensitized because it's just so systematic and so conditioned that it's just like, we're like, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness, like, I kind of figured, but it's just like, you're just so desensitized at one point. You just like, are like, damn, I didn't expect much, <laughs> but like, really, this is, you know. For sure, like, you would think you're like, this is, this is just, this is like, I didn't expect, you would expect more than this. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, I look at like, just systems of like, uh, just like, just structures, just ingrained deep systematic like structures and it's just like you look at them and you're like wow I really just thought that we wouldn't have to even have this conversation for sure I mean and and like let me like backtrack a little bit for listeners like redlining so for example like some of the basic infrastructure things that like Annie just said right now and like talking about how you wouldn't even think that these things are real like you would think that we're past these things but like yeah like we're way past this like how are we still so redlining, yeah, redlining essentially is like, it just basically like, um, it's like a border, right? Yeah, it's a border of places where, I, I, I looked up the definition, so I get it yeah. right. So redline is basically portions of maps that indicate areas or neighborhoods in which banks do not want to give out loans. And it's redlined are basically in, if you look at it, it's, it's obviously on a racial basis. If you look there, they're more populated, the, those redlined areas are more, black and brown um black and brown communities um and it is just so interesting like you would think that we're past things like this and in redlining there are so many other issues in regards to just not even loans like uh schools aren't great in redlined areas there are less polling places in redline areas Mm -hmm. um like just the like the areas in general like i saw something i was on tiktok today and i saw how uh there if if you look at a map of texas the more areas that there are um, uh, black and brown people, there are more landfills. There are uh, even something as less, there aren't any Whole Foods. There aren't even any Trader Joe's. Like that's how interesting redlining is because it goes even down to things like that, right? Like Annie and I live in a town where there's a Trader Joe's, there's a Whole Foods 10 minutes away. There's not a landfill nearby because we're in a white majority town. The further you go into other towns, closer to us um it's different it, it's very and it's and then and then like you kind of just assume that like oh it's just like a cultural thing that's okay I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest like I'm like in the process of like growing and educating myself and like before I continue like I I want to like at this point that we like or even I want to try and cultivate a space to like learn and grow so like we're both still constantly learning and like, you know, we will get things wrong here and there. Like, we'll be like, oh, wow, this was a lot heavier than I thought it was. And like, just stuff like that. Um, 
I just love that we're super open to it and like open to have these like hard conversations kind of I know they're really uncomfortable you know um so yeah I just wanted to open up a safe space but um I growing up just thought that it was like a cultural thing I was like oh all the people live here because like all their people are there that's just kind of how I thought it was and then like realizing redlining I'm like wow like that just went over my head and I just kind of thought it was like a norm which is like it's not like sure. systematic like infrastructure in place that has been in place and remains in place and will be in place you know it's like crazy for sure and it keeps people there and like that's like the infrastructure mm-hmm. problem like you said and like you know it might sound like I'm gonna apologize in advance we're saying words like systematic Mm-hmm. infrastructure like all of these things consistently but the infrastructure that's in place is um not very forgiving and doesn't have a lot of room for people to move up because you're stuck in the places that you are like think about like this 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 constant cycle of like being in a place that's like redline and then being in a place that doesn't have uh, grocery stores that are that that give the most healthiest of food so then and then like restaurants that aren't that healthy and then you cultivate people that aren't eating that healthy and then you cultivate people that have um more health problems and then those people don't have access to, to the healthcare to the healthcare but then to the education that could get them jobs uh to, to get better healthcare because that's the way our system is and then eventually they don't have healthcare and then eventually like they get sick or they they they'll never or they're in like a dead-end job or they're on medicare for the rest of their lives like it's like the trickle down effect. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like a, yeah, I, I don't exactly know like what the trickle down effect is in, in like a, in like a actual terminological sense. But yeah. what I'm thinking from what you're saying is just like, it's just a, it's just a circle. It, it, it just, it just keeps going. It's like, it keeps just going. keeps going. It just keeps going. And it's just so interesting. And like, you know, uh, this just goes in line to what Annie and I are talking about in this particular segment of the podcast is like, educating ourselves on these things is very important because you can't like it makes one it makes sense it's unfortunate how much sense it makes because you're like okay well if you're stuck you're stuck somewhere and there aren't aren't opportunities given to you ever right like very minute opportunities are given to you then how do you ever get out of a system or how do you ever get out of a a loop how do you ever get out of it and it's, and it's, you know, structure that is, that is plagued generations of black and brown people. I feel like it's even harder when you keep, when you don't put the right people in the places they need to be, you know, like, I, I think that, you know, slowly to get the right people in those places of power, I think are going to start making differences. And with that, like, we can segue into, you know, the elections, because that's, like, I, that, I wanted to make it a point, I talked to Ariba about making it a point this, at least this next month on Brownie Points of, like, really pushing voting, really pushing educating yourself and, like, getting to know who the people are that are running your city, you know? Like, I think that something I missed was, you know, just me as a person was, I cared so much. I just thought the presidential election was it, you know, like that's, that's all you need to care about. I'm going to just guess on whatever local people are around me. There's just so many things to check off here. I just care about the presidential, like, can't like just vote, like ballot, like part of the ballot. And I realized it's like, so it's not like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I'm just, I just perpetuated like 
shit that I don't even know that I was like continuing, you know? And it's like, I saw a thing that was just like, you control who are your like local representatives and they make the difference. And so if we just keep like, I don't know how about other people, but I was just blindly like voting for people and like that, you can't do that. You can't do that. Especially like with the, the climate that we're in right now. Like it's really important that we know who's going where. They're taking care of everything, you know? I totally agree. In your city and stuff. I totally agree with you. I feel like what's interesting too is that it's so showcasing of the fact that like, it just sucks that we have to learn these, like you have to learn that that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like- I wish they taught me that in school, you know? Yeah, like I wish that, like, I, I wish we were taught like who our representatives are and who the, this is and who that is, who does this in our town and what do they do and who's doing this and who's doing that. What are we vote, like, what are we voting for? What's the proper way to research who, who we align ourselves with? Like that stuff's really important and it sucks that we have to do it on our own, but unfortunately like that's just, it is what it is and we have to yeah. figure those things out inherently. Um, and it just, it sucks, but yeah, you're totally right. Like, it is so important to not blindly vote for these people because those are the people like, you know, in, in, in all capacity speaking, like in California, Andy and I, we, we, we live here and uh, obviously it's, we're lucky, obviously vote. It's super important to vote, but we're a democratic state, like majority blue state. Right. So for the most part, electoral college is almost always going to vote blue. Um, and our vote matters to a certain extent. But, but our vote matters exponentially on these smaller town elections, who our mayor is, who our representatives are, who's doing this, who's doing that, who's doing all these things in a smaller capacity. Like it's immediate. It's immediate. That's immediate. It's immediate. Who? percent And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's immediate. Like it's there and it's like, they're the people that like do everything in like directly in regards to that's your city police that's literally like your schools your public schools like when you pick for your school board like there's they're on the ballots i see the like signs around and i'm like and you think you think like oh what are they teaching like you know i've heard i just heard around people like just from personal experience like oh, like, what are these teaching kids, like, in school? Like, how are they not coming out with, like, this knowledge that these, you know, you should, I feel like you should know, or, like, people around me. I'm like, how do you not know this? And I'm like, oh, it's because the school isn't teaching it, like, really for what it is, because that's immediate. And, like, I don't realize how much politics play into that, but it does. I totally agree with you. Like, it, 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 it and, you know, like, it sucks to know that our education system, especially our public school system, is so heavily influxed by politics, but it is, and that's something that we're just going to have to deal with, and, like, yeah. you know, like, like you said, it's so important to, like, educate on these, like, smaller, smaller ballot elections, even, you know, just as much as we are on the bigger ballot, like, obviously educate yourself between Biden and Trump, yeah. obviously do all of that. Still, no, still, please, yeah. no, like, I don't think it's obvious, and it's just, like, please, please, please educate yourself. Yeah, but like, know that your work isn't done there. Your work, yeah. is, like, I think the biggest thing, like, I want to reiterate in regards to, like, education as we, uh, you know, as, as we're uh, transitioning into talking about the election right now, is, it is your civic duty as a, as a person who lives in the States, as someone who is able to vote, it is your civic duty. And to have access to, to yeah. like this information. 
it's 100% just- and, and, and it's you know like you 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 should be lucky you have access to this information you are lucky that you have access to this information and again and I, I've said it twice but it is your civic duty to do these things like it is your civic duty to understand who you want to vote for president in a holistic way for who you want as your mayor your your like Annie said like board of education for school like all of that right like as someone who wants to be a and like someone who wants to be a part of society, it is your duty to do these things. Like it is a, just as much it is a, as it is to throw your trash away every week, as it is to pick up your trash off the floor, uh, as it is to pay your taxes. You have to vote. It's important. You're, you're paying taxes to these people who should be doing something with your money. Well, yeah, like, it's like, you know, uh, all over the internet, people have been talking about how Trump only pays $750 in taxes a year. And on top of that, he is in the best care for his COVID, um, his, his, his COVID diagnosis. Yeah. You know, like, like, and, and, and that's being paid because of the taxes we pay. And, and Trump is denying people healthcare, horrible access to healthcare is being had. Uh, and and then Annie, and I, there's something else that Annie and I talked about before we recorded is that COVID is disproportionately affecting mm-hmm. Black and Brown communities. Think about the disparity there. Think about how horrible it is. A lot of these Black and Brown people pay their taxes. They are contrib- contributing members of society. And more than most, literally more than most in the one percent. More than more than you know, our president's paying seven hundred and fifty dollars. I saw a graphic where it was something along the lines that like Obama paid a, I want to say one point five million dollars in taxes. And and let it let us like put this out there that we get that there's all the the other tax like the alternate quote quote the alternate taxes that he pays the other things that he pays for. But like actually though, the money that he's putting out versus the money he already has. If you look at that number ratio versus the ratio of those in like, you know, that are not him. Like it's literally, if you want to talk numbers, then talk those numbers, the ratios and the comparisons from how much he has from all his millions of businesses that he should be paying money on, you know? A hundred percent. And then, and you know, and even to just deviate from any of that, like, you know, like right now it's just like, like moving from that is this 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 concept of like like what we said earlier too is like look at the morality of it all right like Mm -hmm. look like this president that we have right now has denied the the weight of what the COVID-19 is right and him himself has gotten sick with the virus and has the best health care and will probably recover from the most amazing healthcare ever. And there are people that stay at home or have to go to work as essential workers that are risking their lives for the greater good of their society and their community and, and, and their community members, right? Like we have grocery store workers that are working hours that are just crazy and insane and um, doing all of these things in regards to regards to making sure they, they their community is running and, and, our president has made a mockery of this virus that is ruining people's lives. Um, but, but as I, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing, like, it's just, it's just an interesting, it's just interesting. And it's, 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 it's sad. Like, and that's why it's so important to, to educate on these things because there's not much else 
there's not many other places to go like you know learn about these things understand these things like um understand that the disparity in the taxes like annie said is insane and it's disgusting and it's important to acknowledge it and then move on going off of that i want to just bring this to like with all of this work that you're putting through or i mean putting on of like yourself of like educating yourself it can be really just downing because you're just like oh my god like there's just all these things that I just feel like are out of my hand you know and like it can be overwhelming like let's be honest like like taking this content in like it can be really daunting especially if you're new like let's just talk about like incoming new allies that are like just seeing this for the first time and having the time and resources to be able to like research this and have this in their face. Um, Ariba brought up a point of ally fatigue and like just overall mental health for black and brown people all throughout, especially COVID too is taking a toll on our mental health. And Ariba, I wanna pass it off to you to like talk about what like ally fatigue is. That You mentioned that before and I'm like really interested in what you have, like what that is. So yeah, um, in regards to so ally fatigue essentially is is what a lot of people and, and mainly um i'm gonna say white people on social media have talked have been talking about ally fatigue and they've been talking about how um draining it is to learn about these things and how draining it is to to be aware of these things and for me i i think that's hilarious i think that's funny and i think that's sad because like i'm sorry like i'm not going to feel bad for you these are things that we as people of color have been dealing with for the entirety of our lives and and decades and decades before that it, like it doesn't it doesn't um we are inherently fatigued because of our beings because mm-hmm. of our lives because of our breaths like we're, we breathe mm-hmm. and there's fatigue in them right like every step we take there's fatigue um but we get up and we work hard and we and and and, and regardless of that like we don't have time to feel fatigued like fatigue is a part of our daily lives it's a part of our daily being and it's unfortunate as people of color but that's just what it is and ally fatigue essentially is something that a lot of people have been feeling as as they have been bombarded on social media with these infographics and accounts and creators being so blase about like blm like just being so like, like, I don't know, maybe like with, with all like each one that comes up too it's like hey remember this but let's go back another year and then it's like another and it's, it's like yes they've been there's a long list get ready a long line. list 100 like, percent. and if you think this is just happening you think you're tired what about these families who have been waiting who didn't who didn't have the cameras or the social media to put their names there can you like just yeah can you even imagine like the fatigue that they feel you're right you're right like that's such a good point annie like before social media before before body cams before any of that racism has been a thing forever like like policing is inherently is a racial infrastructure it was built on racist ideologies um and what's so interesting annie and i attended like a a zoom talk a couple days ago and just to digress or or just to move uh deviate a little bit but what's so interesting about policing is that it is like i said it's it's racial like the reason that policing was created was for um like racist reasons um so like um ariba and i recently attended a webinar um hosted by csula professors um about 
like what it means to abolish the police. And I think that in itself is like, there's just so much there, you know, like, what do you really mean by abolish the police? And it sounds very just very radical all at first. It's just like, whoa, what do you mean? And like one professor brought it up and I thought this was like, just he, the way he worded it was really cool. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know first yet what I believe on this subject matter because there's just so much there, you know, like you have to understand so many different perspectives. And I feel like it's really important. This is like a topic that like needs to be said in a space where you can learn because there are so many different perspectives and different takes on it. Um, so basically what he said was we just, some people who are like super against um, abolishing the police because they're like, what, what are we going to have without the police? Well, it's like, he said that it was just like a lack of like imagination that we have as a society that we've been so ingrained that we like in policing hasn't even been around that long. Like really, if you think about it, policing in itself like hasn't been around that much longer but what's what's interesting about like the the talk too is just talking about like how how it's it's like since it is a racial infrastructure like policing is doing what it's meant to do um and it's it's for the people it's it's well it's it's racist in general and and like the reason that there are so much so many police brutality cases against black people it it's it makes sense because it's racial in nature mm -hmm. so um something that was said in that talk was the fact that like you know we started from like slave catching wasn't yeah, it exactly like it was a way of slave catching it was slave catching and then it was the 13th also, amendment it was a 13th amendment and netflix has a really good documentary on this yeah the 13th yeah. and it basically talks about also like just going off that like it, it was slave catching and it was also like this concept of when slaves were freed it was the best way for them to um keep tabs on slaves in a, like a legal manner because the 13th amendment states that like slavery is illegal unless they are a criminal and so like that just that that we de then we can delve into a whole nother thing and this is stuff that you know like this is labor like this is a lot of just like see like and like the thing is is like the connection between it is just so systematic that you're like oh that makes sense like for sure yeah 100 yeah. like, there's kind of mind-blowing of like oh my god like they are all really interconnected yeah no one I way or another like i i 100 agree like it's such a it's such a it, like i think that that talk really opened my eyes up for when she was like you know like it's racial it's doing what it's supposed to do it's doing what it was meant to do. And it really opened my eyes because it's this talk of, and, and like, like Annie said, this is an open space and we're learning and we're educating ourselves. And that's why I attended that talk. That's why Annie attended that talk is for me to broad, uh, for us to broaden our, our knowledge on these things and even just thought processes. And like, I spoke about like just how, or I just think it's so interesting um, because it's like, how do you fix an infrastructure that isn't doing what it's meant to do? So is it about fixing it or is it about changing it? And how do you go about changing it and, or scratching it without uh, completely um, kind of, uh, you know, shaking up the society that's built around policing? Um, because we're also told and, and told to respect our, 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 our um, 
officers and the people around us and are like the officers around us and and there's officers in our schools there are there's like in high schools there's there's like literally police officers in high schools there's there's police officers in our public colleges there's police officers there's security officers oh. yeah well you know what? Okay, sorry, just like while you're going over the topic just like a real side note dude we're in covid and they're still getting funding like they brought this up at csu la like i'm pretty sure the same is like for cal state fullerton but like like CSUPD is still getting paid when there's no students on campus. That's like they're still getting the same funding, and like teachers and stuff aren't. There's like CSULA at least them. They laid off so many teachers that were like adjuncts just because they didn't have the quote quote funding, but they continue to give the same amount of money to the PD. Who are they policing there? You know. shouldn't that money go and resources go to where like the actual education for these students what they're paying for and like yeah sorry I just wanted to make that point no yeah and I'm glad that you did like it's it's such an important thing because it's it it just begs the quite it begs a lot of questions it kind of broadens this this concept of like police yeah like a like abolish the police and what it could mean what does it mean? You know? And like, again, Annie and I don't, don't know what that means. And we're still mm-hmm. learning about what that means. And so, you know, like as, and that's why I kind of wanted to like deviate and like talk about this talk a little bit and this like Zoom meeting we went to and like talk about our thought process around these things because it's important to have constructive and open conversation about things even when you like don't how did you take that? that? Yeah, like how, how did you understand? Like we went to the same talk, but Ariba and I have had vast differences in like encounters with people who know other people, who like if we know people who are there you know like it's just there's just so much there to just already be had like I want to see it from your lens you know from your sure. perspective and and like I think it's so interesting like I brought up something so different from the talk in mm-hmm. comparison to what you did like mm-hmm. what resonates with us is so is, is just so interesting it's, yeah, the things that we like latch on to in this and it's like what are we going to push from that talk too you know mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, and, and I'm really glad that we brought it up, but I think it's time to kind of move on and, and, mm-hmm. and shift into talking about the election. We talked about how important mm-hmm. it is to vote. And um, I kind of wanted to see, like, what your thoughts were, uh, mm-hmm. what your thoughts were on, like, the debate for a starting off point. Mm-hmm. Like, what did um, you think about that? I missed, like I I've seen clips. I missed the actual, like, during the time, but I did, like, do some reading on um, NPR's website. They had, like, um, a fact check. So I just, like, briefly um, skimmed the fact check, but there was just so much there, and it was just, like, just from everything that I hear, and, like, I've been listening to NPR's clips of it, it's very disheartening. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, wow, like, this is unreal. Like, it's just, like, he really just couldn't wait his turn. Like, I don't think he, like, there are rules to this for a reason. And he's just, like, how how can, my thing is, is, like, how can you have someone who carries so much power be just so immature in literally the most adult context? Like, we do, we do, I don't know if you've ever did, like, mock trial yeah. or reflet in high school or, yeah. like, even speech and debate. Like, there are, like you cannot do that. <laughs> like, 100%. Like I, I, I was in speech and debate. I'm just when I was 14, and I remember being like, I remember debating with the other 14 year olds way more, like way more respectful than than, than those two on that stage. Like, 
like it, it was just, yeah, you're right. I like how you said it's so disheartening and it's like weird. Like, it's just crazy that you watch these things and they're literally debating our lives. Like they're debating the, mm -hmm. our lives, like our lives are on the line. Like, <laughs> literally, no, like literally he said, wait, so for, I don't know, for listeners, I'm not sure if people here are familiar with the Proud Boys and like all that good jazz, but literally when asked to condemn racists and racism, white supremacy, like, white supremacy um, literally he was like, uh, what do you want me to call it? I'll call it any name. And it's just like, white supremacist and then he's just like oh yeah not really and stand by yeah it literally the whole stand back stand by kind of thing was just like what are you telling them to stand by for it's disgusting and yeah. it's scary because it's like you know i i annie and i also live in a town that is inundated with Trump supporters and it is very scary for me at least and I'm sure Annie feels the same yes. way is sorry no, no no yeah is this it's just that like the stand back and stand by is stand by for what and then will it be at the stake of black and brown lives like what do you mean by that like yeah what are you standing by for like who like what are you what are you gonna do <laughs> and it's just like and it's just like the just the I think it's interesting that like I don't know but like from just the people around me a lot of people are like oh yeah it's just the, it's the black lives matter movement that's like being the violent then you see that on the media too it's just like black lives matter people are just so violent and stuff and it's like you see these I don't know other other people's feeds I see these feeds and I'm like yes they get violent they get rowdy but not all of them and media just loves to like point out the worst ones you know for sure, because 100%. It's skewed, like, you know? It's so skewed, and it's just insane, like, for us to, for, you know, I watched the entirety of the debate, I sat down, hunkered, watched two hours of that debate, I was, it was very draining, and I watched all of it, I went to Sonic afterward and ate my heart out, because I was so disappointed, and I just watched this debate, and you're right, like, it felt so weird, like, even though I will be voting for Joe Biden, mm -hmm. um, I, Annie and I will be voting for Joe Biden. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not a crazy, I'm not crazy about him. I'm not a Biden girl. Okay. Like I, I am a, I am a who seems better and he does. Um, but even then I feel like the debate carried on, his, on, on Trump's end was a whole nother thing. And, and I'm sure you guys know how we feel about it. And we could spend hours talking about how we feel about how, what, what, how Trump spoke and, and does all of his things. And that is just not why we're here. Like, that's just not the point because he is who he is. And at this point, that's just not, um, at least it's, it's just not going to change. And it's not my prerogative to just keep going over and over how much I don't agree with him because obviously we don't. Um, and with Biden, I agree with a lot of the things that he's running on. Um, I do think it's unfortunate that he has a, a history of some things that aren't, um, the greatest and you know he was a republican for the longest time until he turned democrat so he's very moderate more than he is liberal and that's not something that i um love um but again he is for the greater good and and he does acknowledge that there is a problem within um infrastructure and that black lives are dying and that's at least uh the bare minimum of an acknowledgement that i would appreciate um but even in the debate like i i know annie you said you didn't you haven't watched it all the way through but just like the debate disappointed me too was I I felt like 
Biden should have pushed back harder. And I think Biden did say some things. He told the president to shut up. He told, he called the president a clown, but I wish that um, every time Trump interrupted him, I wish Biden didn't laugh. I wish Biden just stared at Trump because this is serious. This is no laughing matter. You know, like, I don't I, need you to be why on Why were they kids? He's just like, he was just like, it was both ends. It was just like, this is a joke of a presidential debate. And it's like, you guys are making it a joke. Like, we're all taking it seriously. I don't know. Like, 100%. And I, and, I, and I think that's what disappointed me a little bit because I was like, I just don't really like that demeanor that much. And, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously I, I, I can't, we can't change someone's demeanor and, and stuff, but you know, that's just not something that I was a huge fan of. And I just expected more. I just expected more. Exactly. We just expected more. Like, it's just not really that, um, you know, to be frank and to be blatant, it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, and that's all it was. Um, the election is going to be, very interesting uh you know obviously this is one of the most detrimental and you know most important elections in life and at least our lives currently yeah i would say in american history like in in the near at least yeah american history but you know in the near future this is gonna be like especially like even because this is like a this is me just i talk about like a lot of this stuff can affect climate change the policies that we put in place, you know, like 100%, like it can affect the way that the rest of our lives are going to run in a physical sense, a a Mm -hmm. mental sense, an economic sense, everything, Mm -hmm. like everything. This is just, this is a huge turning point and it can go either way. This is a huge turning point. And I feel like these are also unprecedented times. Like, you know, we're in the, we're, we're in a pandemic, you know, like, we got a lot of stuff going on. I and agree. It's, like, the climate of things. The, the actual climate, you know? 100%. The, and it's just, it's, yeah, the actual climate, for sure. Like, like that's also one other thing that, like, obviously we won't have complete time to unpack right now. But, yeah, but still, it is, like, it's, it's going to affect us in the future. A thousand percent. Like, it'll literally be... If we don't fix it, if we don't try to fix it, at least jump in the right direction, at least have a president that believes yeah, in climate change. Yeah. An inch. Some guy that actually will believe science and not think that science just may not know. Or literally, he just 100%. said, science doesn't know. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Science, as if who is she, you know? 100%, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just even that. scientists are speaking out. Yeah, and they're like, this is important. Like, you know, but but again, like the the, the oh. our prerogative isn't to call out what he does yeah. and what he doesn't because we know what's wrong, and and a lot of our listeners know what's wrong, and mm-hmm. I think the, the the our prerogative is to move on, um, in in regards to educating ourselves as to why we believe what we believe and and why we want what we want and why we deserve what we want, um, and oh, you know we're wrapping up a little bit. We have five more minutes left before we wrap up, and I kind of want to just speak on about about like just being you know, like being a woman of color right now is uh, very draining. Like I talked about ally fatigue, um, but that has no, that has no space in, at least in my life, like um, that has no space really ever because it's, it's very rude and it's very, um, 
don't know, it's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I think the fatigue that women of color and just people of color deal with on a day-to-day basis is uh, will never be matched with um, an ally's fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I kind of want to just maybe, uh, you know, wind down the rest of the episode with just saying that, like, you know, if people of color that are listening to the podcast, it's just important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself during this time. And it's really important to um, keep, keep pushing and educating yourself, but also making sure you understand that, um, yeah. And it's fair to give yourself a break, you know, um, at least for me, um, I have to, uh, limit the intake of my news. Like as much as I am so crazy about learning and educating myself, I'm a very um, like empathetic person. So like, I just latch on to like feelings, especially a lot of the things that I see and read. So I get overwhelmed, you know, with all these things happening, but like, I still do it, you know, but I make sure to like pay attention to how much I can take in for today. So I really have to limit my intake of news. Like I make sure that I have it and that I, I set aside time for it, but I don't let it like, cause I it can't cause it's just in your face. And if you don't mind that, you can also end up being just desensitized to everything. When you just allow things to be constantly in your face, at one point you see another video and you're just like, yeah, whatever. Seen one, seen them all, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's important to not be desensitized to not, because then you're just like, it's going to happen. You know, it's important to realize that you, you have like mind how much you take in I agree like it's better to be mindful about what you take in than not because eventually you won't be in your best self and you won't be able to educate people the way you want you Mm -hmm. won't be able to advocate for people the way you want you won't be able to really do anything in the way that you want if you don't take care of yourself and that's the most important thing and I think that that's something that I've had to learn and I know that's something that Annie has had to learn is that during this like especially this is something that we've been passionate about for years before March, mm-hmm. right? Like before, before George Floyd's death, before any of this, like Annie and I have been passionate about this for, for a long time, right? Like it's one of the reasons we created this podcast was, was because it was to have conversations like this. But as we, co- we become inundated with all of this information and all of, all of these, you know, ho- horrible bouts of grief that are just coming around our nation, around our world, it is just really important to make sure that we are in the right headspace. And obviously, like, as women of color, as people of color, like, uh, depression, anxiety, mental illnesses are very prevalent in our in our communities, and they're not really talked about in a very constructive manner. Um, and uh, it's important to know that with educating yourself, there needs to be an education within your mental illnesses and your mental health, because without that, you will never be able to represent yourself and your community in the right way. You will never be able to do yourself justice if you don't take care of yourself. Um, Because without that, you know, like we want, like, you know, I want, I want us, like the, the end game is I want us. I want us as people of color and women of color to like represent who we are in the most holistic and real of ways. And without that, uh, without taking care of ourselves, there is no us. And I think that um, a lot of us have been born and bred and brought up to work really hard and do this and do that and do that part-time job and 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 take care of your friends and take care of your family, make sure your homework's turned in on time. Um, and with all of that, uh, there isn't a lot of space to be 
vulnerable and and make sure making sure you're taking care of yourself and i'm digressing but i think in a conversation like this and and andy's been stating how uncomfortable these conversations are they're very taxing they very they, they, they take a toll on you um and it's important you haven't had them you know especially yeah. if you're new and yeah. you're just like starting to have these conversations that were like so taboo yeah um, at least in my spaces you know same in my spaces too right like I would say I had friends that wouldn't talk about these things in in a very good way until like literally this past June and I've known these people for four years five years six years like that's insane and and you're right like it if you if you're getting into conversations with people that you've trusted forever and it's and they're they're breaking these barriers they want to talk about race with you it is going to be tough because you need to hunker down and and believe in what you believe in very consistently and so i think and, you, you would be met with a lot of just like what do you mean like nah gaslighting you know you could be met like just because people just don't see it for themselves and if you're not strong enough in what you believe it i which was me at one point you know, because I would always just second guess my knowledge and things. And now that I have like all these tools that I've been taking classes about and, you know, putting myself in spaces where I'm uncomfortable and can learn, like I, I can be more firm in what I have to say. For sure. So much more secure within myself. And so educating myself has given me that confidence, you know. Yeah. And like, and like, it's super empowering. And, and with that empowerment, like once you, you know, you, you get empowered, you, you put your foot down, you say, Hey, no, actually that narrative is wrong. Hey, no, actually, you know, as a woman of color, I've always experienced these things. This isn't something I've just experienced. Hey, no, my dad, Hey, no, Hey, no. You know what I mean? It's a lot of like, stop and listen to me. And it's our time to be heard. Um, and a space like that will always be different. Um, and it's always going to be hard. Um, it'll, it, you know, to be frank, it'll never be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one thing that I do know about people of color is that we are resilient and we work really hard and we uh, deserve to be in spaces where we're heard. Um, and with that, we will be ending today's show, but to reiterate, Annie, and I really want you all to go vote. Please. You can vote early. There's early voting. If you want to vote by mail, if you don't want to leave, you're really just like, you know, no Rona, then fine. Vote by mail. But if you don't vote by like in person and you're going out to restaurants, so help me. <laughs> so help me. Annie will be there. <laughs> but yeah, no, like go vote. Go vote. Like Annie said, you can mail in your ballot. I think the deadline to mail in your ballot is October 19th. Mm-hmm. You can always mail in your, you can always have a mail-in ballot and go drop it off at your polling office. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it's pretty non-contact. I'm pretty sure you could just drop it off. Um, but yeah, like, like, but also Ariba and I will be posting more resources on our Instagram, uh, brownie points. So if for any listeners who want more resources to the things that we're talking about, we're definitely going to be putting a post on our Instagram about how you can either vote, uh, ways you can vote, and what was the other thing that you wanted to put on her? Uh, just me. Oh, I was you putting yourself on, like, the... Like, the, the, the like you've been saying, any just, like, the people yeah. around you, like, the Board of Education, stuff like that, uh, voting uh, county to county, city to city, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I also really want to get started on just 
uh, maybe posting infographics and information mm -hmm. that Annie and I find interesting. And, and since we are uh, trying so hard to educate ourselves about these things, um, it would be, uh, we're really excited to share these things um, with our listeners. Mm-hmm. That even, even if you believe it or not, it's just like, it's just good perspectives to have, you know, like you don't have to take an argument for its entirety. I agree. And you know, it's just really important to, you know, just learn, listen to other people's keep learning, keep learning and then make your choice. Absolutely. And with that, we will say goodbye for this week and we will see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye Hello Titans. Remember to keep an eye on your campus email for new information regarding the coronavirus. You can also find an archive of updates at coronavirus.fullerton.edu. Looking for content, events to attend, and free concert tickets? Follow us at Titan Radio on Instagram and Twitter to keep updated on what's happening with the station that brings you the music on campus. And for those of you still on Facebook, we're there too.